You're listening to The Being Podcast, a safe space that acknowledges, empowers, and inspires women of all ages in overcoming any challenge, obstacle, or setback you face in order to help you thrive. Every Wednesday, I will address topics to help you better understand how you believe, engage, innovate, navigate, and gain across every area of your life. I'm your host, Jada. Now, let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a brand new episode of The Being Podcast, a safe space I've created for us to come together to share and to inspire, motivate, and today to teach us some things and for us to tweak if we need to the ways in which we believe, engage, innovate, navigate, and gain in every area of our lives. I am so excited. I am so excited. Oh, by the way, I'm your host, Jada, and I'm still excited because um, in season three that we are now in, I have my first guest and I, I just believe that things happen the way they're supposed to happen, right? I'm not into coincidences. Things happen the way they're supposed to happen. We meet the people we need to meet for whatever the reason. I met this beautiful soul. Her name is Phyllis. She is a published author. She is a certified personal trainer. She is a integrative nutritionist. She going to spill the details on that because your girl almost couldn't say that word. And she is really going to talk to us about our hormone health for us ladies that are over the age of 35. I thought it was 40, but I went back and looked at her bio. She said 35. So whether that is Okay. Okay. Whether you are in that category or you know somebody, this is going to be an explosive episode that is going to really help us because as I say all the time, you know, self-love and self-care is not selfish. And a lot of times we overlook ourselves because we're busy taking care of everybody and everything else. But today Phyllis is going to come in here and she's going to just give us some, some tidbits on how we can really start to improve our lives because what we cannot pour from an empty cup so with that welcome to the show welcome phyllis i am so excited that you are here i know that god meant for us to meet and now here you are on my show so tell all of my listeners a little bit more about you oh welcome for that amazing introduction um i am phyllis thompson i am a certified integrative nutritionist and a certified personal trainer um i started in fitness like most trainers, just wanting to get our my own body right. And then um, along the way, I started interacting with women who were dealing with hormonal issues because most of us don't know that perimenopause symptoms will start 10 years before you even go into menopause. And for some women, that's as early as 35. That's the story behind why my messaging went from 40 and up to 35 because a lot of us, because our moms didn't talk about it, they just mm-hmm. grin and bared it. Our mm-hmm. aunts didn't talk about it. They just grin and bared it. And our grandmothers didn't talk about it. We assumed that's what hormonal change would look like. But the reality is you are in control of your body. God put all the resources we need on this planet to, in fact, hack our hormones and mm-hmm. be in control. And what I do is basically guide women through that process and help them advocate for themselves with their primary care physicians. Unfortunately, they typically ignore what we're saying to them and want to write us a prescription. And the reality is, if we address the root causes with the natural resources God put on this planet, we can fix a lot of what's happening with us. And having the, the voice or 
finding your voice and knowing what to say so that you can stand up to these professionals. And you're in control of your body. Your health is in your hands. You do not have to settle for your results are normal or this is a normal part of the aging process. Mm -mm, Not around here. My goodness. Okay, I love that because here's the thing. First of all, we don't know what we don't know. So going back and hitting on what you said about like our mothers and grandmothers and our aunties and all, right? They may not have even known, you know? They They didn't. So they probably couldn't teach us what they didn't know or just said, yeah, this is going to be, this is just what it is. So the fact that there's so much out there. and, And the other part I love that you hit on, because as a woman who, you know, they told me when I got married, like, Hey, just relax. The babies are going to come, right? That didn't happen for me. And I had to tell my parents, you know, just because we in this skin does not mean that we are immune to things. I could possibly have a medical condition, right? And so I had to go through IVF and, and praise God, they were successful, but things are so taboo. And so I think that is the other piece. And so I'm really excited to have you because you're telling me some stuff that I didn't think about. And, you know, my daddy was just like, well, girl, when you turn 40, it all hit you. <laughs> I'm like, what's going to hit me? Like, Don't worry about it. You're so skinny. And I'm like, OK, but my mom didn't sit here and talk to me about this stuff. And I remember her doing like estrogen. So she was, you know, for her for hormones and stuff. So I think this is so imperative that we really get the word out. And for all of you listening We can't share everything here in this amount of time that we have. Phyllis is a wealth of knowledge, so definitely reach out to her. We'll make sure you get all those contacts. But also, while you're in there scrolling on the TikTok, I know because I'd be scrolling, but take your health and well-being, Google something, learn something. It's out there. But we're going to get into some of this today since we do have you to bend your ear. Um... And the other thing I want to point out is that Phyllis is also an amazing mom of four. Okay. So we aren't talking about stuff that, oh, we heard or we did, you know, she went to school for this stuff. We're talking about stuff that we've lived. And so I really hope that you take a nugget or two from this conversation. So anything else before I start rapid fire? Well, I wanted to touch on a couple of things. Um, The fact that our parents, well, not just our parents, but like our mothers and our aunts and our grandmothers didn't talk about it. And most of us have daughters or nieces that need to know. So it is time to take the stigma away from the natural aging process and start talking about it with these young women who will go through this at some point in their lives and give them that the, the permission to take control of your body, right? You are in control of your body and it's time we start talking. That's the only thing that's going to take the stigma away is if we start talking about it. And this is stuff that I use on myself. So like, I don't want to get off topic, but like my husband died and I was dealing with the stress from that and my hormones were jacked up from that. And there were symptoms I was experiencing that I never had before. But with the knowledge I had, I knew where to start. So, I mean, it's all about you don't know what you don't know. Right. But like you said, but the first place to start is what what symptoms am I having? Right. What's not right? Because I know my body and what I'm feeling right now is not right. And start there. Right. Yeah. And I have a friend who just recently went to the doctor, like this week went and she's just like, something is not right. And they want to throw medicine at her. And she's like, there's got to be another way. So I love this. Right. Let's let's give ourselves permissions to one, be educated, to go in there and have the and have questions. 
and be like, no, you need to answer this and probably have some answers to be like, well, I did hear this. <laughs> exactly. See what they know, right? And that's what I tell my clients to do. So first of all, I give them the, the words because they don't know what to say, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so when they give you this pharmaceutical solution, what can we do this naturally? What would you su- suggest we do naturally? Unfortunately, most doctors spent one module on nutrition. So they don't know about a lot about it. And newer doctors know about it. But if you go to somebody old school, and I'm like, girl, just take this prescription. First of all, if I write you a prescription, you're guaranteed to have to come see me every three months because you're on that prescription. So now I've got you paying your copay and your insurance paying me every three months. It, unfortunately, medicine has become more about money yeah. and actually helping people be healthy and heal because if you're healthy, you don't need me. Right. And let us put this disclaimer out there. We are not against medicine. We are just saying advocate for yourself. Advocate for yourself and let's have some other solutions. Um, For example, and then we'll get into some of this. I had fibroids. I had two open myomectomies. And I remember my mom, like I was in Birmingham, Alabama. She's still in Texas. So when I'm scared, I'm by myself. So every time I went to the doctor, she's on speakerphone. <laughs> like, I'm going to need you because she was in the medical field. I'm going to need you. To, I had an advocate though, right? And so we ended up going um, medical to surgical. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, I had to have surgery, but we went through the steps. And my mom was very clear, like, we will do everything to preserve her body because she does want to be a mother one day. Exactly. So have and then what do you want to take our uterus? What is that? Why do you want to take my uterus? First of all, fibroids is a sign of estrogen dominance. So what a functional medicine doctor would have done is said, okay, let's test everything. Let's okay. see what's gone astray and let's start working on a holistic way to approach it. And I do want to say, I am not at all against medicine. As a matter of fact, I tell my, my, my clients, my patients, my clients to run any supplements I recommend, which are natural supplements by their doctors. I try to make sure it is collective effort. Um, but traditional medicine doctors typically are restricted because of insurances and some of them don't have the knowledge, right? There are the newer ones that are getting the menopause and perimenopause and nutrition training, but functional medicine doctors are all about healing the root cause. So I always recommend if you're not getting what your answers, the answers you want from your primary, look into a functional medicine doctor and and talk to them because they're generally going to look at root cause instead okay. of, all right, so here, take this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's so interesting because like you said, and I'm just kind of bridging the gap really quick. You know, I ended up having the myomectomy because the fibroids, right? That's a removal of fibroids. And so when I had my first one, I then found out that my cousin had had one. Why we ain't talking about this, right? Like, why was that not a conversation, right? We're embarrassed about it, but we shouldn't be. Right. And was that hereditary? Like, I don't know. We don't know what we don't know. And so then for me having, and then bridging the gap is like me having two daughters and saying, okay. And I already asked my OBG, I'm like, hey, what do I need to be prepared for? Look, they are three and seven, but I'm still like, hey, what do I need to be aware of? Because these girls are starting to have cycles earlier and earlier. So I'm like, what do I need to know? And what do I need to be aware of? So this is wonderful. Again, if this conversation is not specifically for you, I am sure there was someone that you know that it will fit for, or they have, maybe their their mothers are still here. They still may be experiencing right. some things, right? Or themselves or their anybody around them. So um, you want to have that conversation with your mother too, because 
and the other women in your family that are older than, than you, because even if they didn't have the knowledge that we have now, which the majority of them didn't, mm -hmm. they still have some insight on what your journey will look like. So you knowing that the fibroids is a hereditary thing gives you so much power, right? Because now you are entrusted with helping your daughters navigate the possibility of fibroids. Wow. And what I would invite you to take it a step further, again, fibroids are typically a symptom of estrogen dominance. Okay. Well, let's think about the quality of the meat we eat on a daily basis that are pumped with bovine hormones. So if your chicken has been pumped with hormones and I'm feeding it to me and my daughters throughout the years of their development, this is stuff our mothers didn't know. Right. So could that be a contributing factor to this hered hereditary thyroid condition that could be a nutritional cause? Ugh. That, well, we that's try it different. Didn't that sting? <laughs> we both tried different. Okay, look, I didn't receive it because let me tell y'all, look, Miss Phyllis has been on me about what I eat. Like I even told her I felt so proud of myself today. I did not go to the, the McDonald's and get what I wanted because I was starving after dropping off kids. And we had a little conversation and she is proud of me for like the, the progress, but there's so much. And that's why I don't believe in coincidences. And there are things that I know I'm going to learn from you. And I'm just excited about that. And then, yes, Absolutely. what do I do that my kids are looking at me? And then how do I help them? And like you said, right. in these formative years. So exactly. this is good. This is good. So let me ask you the first question, okay? Okay. Because, you know, some of us mama, mama bears out here with these young kids, even though we waited a while to have them, we still want to look like we got it, right? So right. Absolutely. <laughs> We still want to believe you that we look like you still got it. <laughs> I appreciate you, but sometimes when I look at this belly, I don't be feeling like I still got it, right? And my first question, and I think this will resonate with a lot of women, right? Because a lot of times our arms are okay, our legs are okay, but it's that belly. We're like so concerned about our belly. So what are a few things, you know, I said three, but what are a few things that are impacting this unwanted belly fat that we are experiencing as we are, well, I'm going to say 40 and up. I don't know if the 35 or the 30s are it, happening. It, it, it counts for 35 and up, <clears throat> excuse me, especially since 35 is only five years from 40. Your body is already starting to change. Oh. That's usually around that age when we're like, man, I can't just eat what I want anymore, right? Um, so a few things is, first of all, as we get older, our metabolism slows down. So if we have slower metabolism, we're going to have to get serious about making some dietary and lifestyle changes, right? Um, and with the slower metabolism, it makes it easier for us to accumulate that visceral fat. So let's think about that for a second. We've okay. got a slower metabolism, right? Which is going to get slower every year we get older. And now we've got stress, right? Mm. Mamas and, and 35, 40 and up. And I'm telling you, the stress does not change. It doesn't, it doesn't get easier as they get older. It's what you're stressed about changes. Don't right? say that. <laughs> right. So now we've got stress on top of that. And stress right. elevates our cortisol level. Cortisol is our um, stress hormone, right? Mm -hmm. What happens when our cortisol is elevated, it makes our body hold on to belly fat because cortisol likes to attach to that visceral fat. And we have it in, a, in an abundance in our bellies. So managing that stress, right? Finding the ways to have fun. Fun is actually one of the best ways to help manage stress. 
Um, meditation is another really great one. And box breathing is one I have my clients use all the time. If you have a stressful job or a stressful life situation happening, step out of that for that for five minutes and do a box breathing exercise, right? Another contributing factor, as I mentioned, is going to be those stress levels. So we have to make sure that we are paying attention to the signs of high stress. Some of us have a really high stress baseline. So we don't even know. We're like, I'm not stressed. I feel good. Meanwhile, we can't sleep. Yeah. We have anxiety. Those are signs of high stress. I'm craving salty and sugary. Those are signs of high stress. So I feel feel like something's connecting for you right there. Maybe just a little bit. Yes, yes, yes. You have a very high stress baseline. So you probably don't feel like I'm overly stressed. Meanwhile, your body is having all the signs and signals that you're overly stressed. And we've just learned to adapt, which is sad, right? Because either life or family, friends, or like you're looking, and you're like, oh, we all got the same 24 hours. And I'm like, no, not really. Because if you got all these people to help you with your life, your, your 24 hours is structured a lot different than my 24 hours. So, exactly. um, man, yeah. But we learn to can- adapt because for women of color, some of us, the majority of us, that's what we saw. We saw our mothers like do what had to be done. Even our fathers, we saw them do what had to be done. We might complain and gripe a little bit, but it ain't like we ain't going to do it. Right? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And then, and it's so interesting, right? So it's kind of back with the taboo of like, well, this is just how it has to be. And it's like. It doesn't. Does it? It doesn't. I mean, if you think about so many of the, the ailments that plague, I, I'm going to go back to what I know. The our people of color, right? Heart disease, all these issues. And we're like, well, how do we fix that? Well, let's look at some of the ways that our families have just, they've been getting by, right? This stressful life, all that stuff, they've been getting by and they've learned to adapt, but there's gotta be a better way, a, a way that supports a better quality of life that we can then pass down to our children. Yeah. And that's the hard part for me because it's like that fine line of like, I don't want to, overly give them everything, right? Because I don't want them to not appreciate what they have. But at the same time, it's like, no, you should have a, a, a higher stepping stone than I right. was provided, but trying to make sure, you know, still pouring in the, right. all the principles and morals. Trying and to help that. them stay grounded. Yeah. I mean, we can tell them what we want, but I say this all the time and I learned this from my own experience. They watch us. They do what we say more than what we tell them. They do what we do more than what we tell them to do. You're right. So, you know, <laughs> that I learned that from myself because like when I when I was gaining weight, my eating buddy was my my youngest daughter. And to this day, she's 23 now. And she struggles with her weight because that's what she learned from me. So when I got into my health and fitness, she picked up some of it. But primarily Mickey will eat sugary, carby. And I try not to be on her about it. Yeah. because I don't want her to have like this complex about her body. But I generally will say, well, you know, this might be a healthier choice. So you have energy for work and you're not drinking energy drinks. Oh, yeah. My other favorite thing. So yeah, I'm working on all, <laughs> all of it. Don't judge me. <laughs> I'm a work in progress. You made a step today. Celebrate that. Perfection is a futile mission because none of us are perfect. And that's just something to chase and make you feel bad about yourself. Celebrate the small wins because that builds self-efficacy and makes you want to try even more. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And yeah. And the other thing with like my girls, like you say, they're watching us. Right. So I have to even be mindful. Um, You know, so I talk about 
you know, um, our mindset. And I talk about communication and I talk about systems and routines, right? And so with the communication, I'm like, even it starts with you. How are you communicating to yourself? What are you telling yourself, right? So I'll find myself, you know, my stomach or whatever. And I'll be like, yeah, mommy's tummy is fat. Like I have to be mindful. I know. And it's because like for me, (laughs) I do not mean to condemn you, condemn you for that. We all do that. Right. And, but then it's like, what am I putting in their mind? So and girl, this literally happened this morning. Cause I was standing there and I'm waiting for my youngest to go to the bathroom and I'm like patting my stomach. And she's like, mommy, what are you doing? And I was like, look at mommy's fat stomach. And then she goes, my stomach ain't fat. And I said, it is not right. And so it like clicked for me. Like I have to be so mindful and like, we, and I just want people to know, like, when I come out here on this show and this platform, I am just sharing what I've lived or something I know and bringing on people that can, can help us. Nobody is perfect. And like Phyllis said, like right. we are being perfect. And like my sign says, perfect is boring. Right. But, and it's a futile mission. Cause you ain't going to ever get there. <laughs> yeah. But what are we pouring in? Not only like, what are we doing, but what are we saying? And like, what are we showing them? Right. Right. And so to reframe that for her, um, I'm trying to think of a better way to do it. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would say try to speak positively about your body around her. And if you ever are thinking about something you want to change, do it from to be a healthy, healthier perspective versus to lose weight. Because then that puts that message that society has been driving into our heads that we're not good enough as we are. That you need to lose weight, you need to be thinner, you need to be prettier, you need to be taller, you need to have, you know, all these things that they're already telling us we're not enough. So what I've been really focusing on in the last several years is when I talk about what I want to change about me, I try to do it from a perspective of I want to be healthy and live as long as possible, you know, so I have years of negative talk about myself to undo that my daughters have witnessed so I'm, I'm working really hard to change that narrative for them. So they're not always looking at themselves with criticism. Yes. Yes. And you're pouring it into other people to give them that. And we are never too, too old and probably not too young to start right. feeding ourselves what we exactly. need. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So we are all about that belly fat. So yes. And we are very highly stressed, right? <clears throat> okay. Tell me this. What is one takeaway that we can implement right now? that would have long lasting impacts, right? Because we're so much into this microwave society. I want it now, or I'm going to take this pill or I'm going to use this cream and it's going to give me results like uh, next week. What is something that we should start implementing um, that would have long lasting impacts? So meditation is one because it will help reset that nervous system, especially if you're having stress issues. Um, And meditation has been proven to help with brain degenerative disorders. Stress has been linked to brain degenerative disorders and meditation has been proven to help counteract that. Um, And then fiber. So quality fruits and vegetables, right? And when I say quality, I preach organic over conventional because they're heavily sprayed with pesticides. And what pesticides do is block our estrogen receptors with fake estrogens, which could also contribute to fibroids because now you've got an excess of estrogen. So (laughs) I saw you gulp. Um, So quality fruits and vegetables, organic whenever you can. If it has a thick skin, you don't have to worry about organic. 
quality proteins. And when I say quality, I mean you want to get no hormones if possible. It can be expensive, I know, um, but you only get one body. So I say start small and slow. Um, Sprouts is my favorite farmer's market. They tend they tend to have the better prices on um, organics. And I don't know, you're in Alabama. I don't know if you guys are near Kroger or King of Kroger. We have Sprouts. We oh, have nice. So, so people on the West don't have Kroger. They have, it's called King Supers. But what they will do is when something gets close to an expiration date, they will mark it down on a manager special. So look for your markdown organic meats and um, produce. I, not necessarily produce, because if you go to Sprouts, they have the best prices of produce I've ever seen. Um, and then quality proteins, fiber, fruits, vegetables. Yes. And Processed carbs is my next little, but start slow, right? Okay. Um, so let me tell you about processed carbs. So okay. they put soy in them and gluten. Okay. Did you know that? Soy will diminish. Yeah. Re- start reading your boxes. Oh my God. You're going to start throwing a lot of food away. So soy <laughs> <laughs> will diminish your thyroid function by 12% every time you consume it. And your thyroid regulation wait i'm sorry i'm sorry like every time 12 percent. then am i in the negative every time you eat it now so and and some and this affects women differently because we all have our own bio individuality so some women they don't even know that that's the culprit right so if you take the soy out um because soy affects your thyroid by 12 it diminishes its function its function by 12 percent. your thyroid regulates your metabolism the rate at which your body burns energy, i.e. food. So you already got slow metabolism because we're aging. So what, I mean, if you're going to do anything, I would go home and look at everything that has soy in it, read your boxes and just toss it or give it away. Take it to the food pantry. Um, You also want to take out gluten. I know, right? But baby steps, we can start with soy. Okay, and the reason I'm looking so crazy, so if you're watching us, this will be on the YouTube channel. If you're watching us, if you're listening, we appreciate however you're listening to this or watching this. Um, the reason why I was looking crazy is because I, I, th- I think it was last year, I had a head cold or something was going on. So I couldn't get into my primary. So they sent me to like a dock in the box, which is connected to them. And I go in, I'm like, yeah, I feel, I don't know, flu, something, something's going on, right? <clears throat> And they run a panel, they take blood and they call me back and they're like, um, so your thyroid level looks a little funny or something with whatever. And I'm like, okay. So I go in, they test me. Like I had to go to a thyroid. I don't know. There's probably a fancy name for him, but a thyroid doctor. And I even had to do like one of those radioactive chronologists. Had to do all of that. Now, <laughs> praise God, it came back where it was like, no, everything looks fine. But now that's something that they will be testing, you know, to make sure. And right. so I don't read labels because um, I do a lot of not cooking at home. So I'm sure it's all over in everything that I eat. So that's very interesting. And the other thing I heard about gluten is that it people that have kind of like gotten rid of it, they said like it cleared up their thinking. Oh, yeah. There was like a mental clarity. Gluten is toxic. Your body, especially if you have a thyroid condition, just the fact that something, there was a little flag in that, that they thought there might be a condition. 
So I'm going to tell you when they run your next panel, you want the full panel. And there's a series of tests. I'm going to send those to you to ask for because just running TSH doesn't tell us the whole story. And actually, thyroid conditions are becoming more prevalent. And women, mainly women, because we have high stress, we take on the weight of the world. And that stress, along with hormonal change, can trigger a thyroid condition. So if we're just running your TSH levels and your TSH is fine, but actually the problem is that your T4 isn't being converted to active T3, that I know, I'm sorry, I'm getting sorry. No, 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 because no, all this is starting to, I remember all of these things. I remember in the, they were like, yeah, your T4, your T3 is something that's blocking right. something or not exactly. allowing something. So there's a block. So they saw the blockage and then they told you, oh, your results are normal. What? no like I went through a whole series like I went to this doctor and they like I said I had to swallow that pill and they went and they like did some x-ray and they looked at everything and they came back and they're like no it's fine and it's so interesting because this week I've been having like feels like an earache Mm -hmm. but like a lot of mucus stuff and so look I I was being a doctor so I went to Google Google. (laughs) And and I said to my husband I said oh maybe it's my thyroid again so anyway note to self let me go back to the doctor so another thing, if you notice like that, that congestion or like yes. even with a cough after eating something, that's a sign of a food sensitivity. Often a thyroid condition can be, be, be because of a food sensitivity. So there's several factors there, right? So now that you already have sort of a, a, a flag up to watch your thyroid, getting rid of soy and gluten would be the only steps I have you take right now. And then replacing, like, slowly repa- replacing the quality of the proteins you're eating yeah. and um, switching to organic fruits, fruits and vegetables or produce whenever you can. Because it is expensive. Yeah. But if we eat out less, and I'm not just, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about us, period, people. If we eat out less, yeah, then we have more control over what we're putting in our bodies. And we have more money to invest in the quality of our food because we get one body, right? Yeah. We only get one. (laughs) And so, and that was the thing, you know, and I think because when we're so busy, right, you know, we're just happy when we can eat a a hot meal. Like when I say us, like I'm thinking like busy moms, right? We're just excited to eat because a lot of times it's like, okay, well, let me pick this leftover from this kid's plate. And like, we're not eating or we're not drinking our water because we don't want to stop and have to go to the bathroom when we're running around everywhere. Um, But I think that this is so crucial because you're going to pay one way or another, right? That you're going to pay for the quality of your food and know right. what's going into your body, or you're going to pay on the back end when you're having issues that may yeah. come. So, yeah. you know, this is not to beat anyone up. We are not condemning anyone. We are really just giving helpful hints. So hopefully, you know, if you're noticing something or like you said, like Phyllis, you're like, Hey, if you're eating something and then you start seeing, you know, feeling something or congestion. Okay. That's a sign. And a lot of times we're going to overlook that. Oh, it's allergy. Because we don't think, we don't think, oh wait, it's connected to anything we eat. But yeah, often those are just simple signs of your body saying, Hey, I don't really like that thing. You know, our food is supposed to make us feel energetic and light. The itis is not a goal. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to pass that after we eat. Oh, okay. It is not a goal. Um, it is not a goal. <laughs> I remember telling my dad. Even listening, so on your point about condemning anybody, if you're yep. in, you've been tuned in this far into it, kudos for you because something you heard made you pay attention. So that's a step yes. in the right direction. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, something I had said to my daddy and he said he hadn't heard it. I'm like, yeah, you know, most of us live to eat, you know, instead of eating to live, you know, it's all a mindset. Is so, and I get this from my family often, but I love my food. I like the way it tastes. I like the way it makes me feel. So I, I, and that has actually been a perspective shift because I did, I wasn't always this way. I wanted fried chicken. I wanted macaroni and cheese. I wanted greens. I wanted my mom's cakes on Sunday. I wanted, that. <laughs> I wanted that. But then when I got into eating healthier and I was in it long enough to notice how good I felt. Yeah. I was like, listen, and to this day, and I said this to a friend the other day, I was like, I think I've messed up my body because now when I eat anything that's like greasy or fried, I get sick. Everybody <laughs> like, wait a minute. This is not what we're doing. And right. It's a big thing. Like, change your, li- change your mind, change your life. And that's right. why I always start with mindset. You know, like, how are you looking at it? What is your viewpoint? Are you taking it as like no, this is a punishment or are you taking it as like, no, this is going to give me what I need to be able to live the life I really want. Think about it like this, right? So there are so many amazing fruits and vegetables from around the world Mm -hmm. that you can get to experience instead of the same old mashed potatoes, gravy, whatever your staple food is that you already know because you look at it sometimes and be like, "Mm, I don't need to be eating this. But like, think about this. So when I, when I travel, me getting to, I love seafood, me getting to have like an amazing piece of fish with like a mango salsa or making that at home for myself, right? right? With a nice veggie, some sauteed um, asparagus. And sometimes I'll eat a grain, not really all the time. That's a good meal, but I'm happy with that. Or some wild caught shrimp over some risotto with sauteed spinach. Like, listen, that's delicious. I'm happy with that. And and that's beautiful, right? And I know that my mother-in-law, she, that's how she showed love was through her cooking. You know, that's how we learned how to show love, especially women of color, because our mothers did it. Right. That's what they could give. Okay. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Let me ask you this. How much exercise do we really need starting at 35? So, um, obviously the... American Heart Association has their recommendations. I say a minimum three days a week, and I'm not the American Heart Association. However, <laughs> <laughs> however, and it doesn't have to be exercise. Okay. What do you enjoy? Mm-hmm. Right? So some people don't like the word exercise. They're like, I ain't working out. I actually have a client who gives me a really hard time about working out. So I was like, okay, what do you enjoy? She's like, I like riding my bike. Go, bike, go ride your bike. You're getting your heart rate up. You're breaking a sweat. That's really what it comes down to. So I say three days a week, um, cardio, strength training, a combination of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are doing HIIT workouts, like a lot of women in their 40s will start doing HIIT because they think that's what's going to get the weight off. If you notice that your weight has been stalled for six months to a year and you've been doing dedicated three to four days of HIIT, your body is telling you, I am overstressed. And then low impact. So that's why I don't like to give blanket workout recommendations because if you're high stress and you're doing hit workouts, it's going to work against you and you actually need low impact. So that's something to consider. Um, But I love doing, um, I generally work out five days a week, but I love working out. So anywhere between three and five is a good place for you to start. 
six and seven days is unnecessary. Okay. Because of, okay, so another thing, working out, even though it's good for you, your body, your heart, it builds inflammation in the body. So if you're working out seven days a week, you're not giving your body time to rest and reset. So that inflammation, and then you're like, why am I not losing weight? Well, because you're over-inflaming your body. (laughs) Right, right. right. No, so I've been trying, I got to get back on it, but I typically try to do Monday through Friday in at least like 30 minutes, right? I don't like- That's perfect. Yeah. So I just want to do something and then I like switch it up. So um, so I'll switch it up. So like sometimes I'll do bar for a little bit, you know, I finally tried doing Pilates a little bit, which- threw me for a curve. I think must I guess in my mind I thought I was doing yoga or something. That Pilates will get you together, okay? So it's hard, but it's great for the core. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, wait a minute. I don't think my leg will stay there. But um for me also when you said low impact, my knees at 43 that ain't like I have to do things that are going to be beneficial. So I think the biggest thing for anyone listening, like find something you love. Yes. And, you know, that way you stick with it. And also, when you get started, start slow. That would be my advice. Like, start slow because guess what? Your body is moving and you are going to be sore. That does not mean that you're hurt. Right. (laughs) All right. So we're going to do this together. We're going to move our bodies. So it's not just what we're putting in our bodies. It's not just about moving our bodies, but definitely our mind, our mindset, too. Because, like, the stress. And then on the mindset piece, like mindful eating is another really great practice, right? So many of us grew up with clean your plate when- Make a happy plate before you clean your drink. Well, how much food is on that plate? Hmm. Um, And honestly, uh, I can't remember the quote and it comes from, I think, Chinese medicine that first of all, you're supposed to eat slow so that your body, your brain has time to receive the signal from your belly or your stomach that you're full. So overeating is another thing that causes um, the itis and it's bad for your digestion. Mm-hmm. And then there was something you mentioned that I wanted to comment on. Um, you were talking about eating a little pieces off of your kid's plate and running ragged and all that stuff. Yeah. Going back to what are we teaching our children? Right. So if how do you look when you're running ragged? Like, do you look ragged? Because that's what you're teaching your kids. That that's that's success. She busy. Right. No, because actually my kids be like, mommy, you work all the time. Right. Or they look at me and they're like, mommy, are you tired? Are you okay? They're like, she's tired. At Starbucks and in Langston, my son is like, mommy, do you need coffee? Like, it's crazy. Like, again, what they watch us do. And I'm like, baby. They pick up on it. So if possible, and I know this can be hard if you're like a single mother, because I've been there and done that, and it's hard as hell trying to be all things to everybody. But can you carve out five minutes to sit down with your kids and eat with them instead of picking up their plate and doing a hundred different things? Because what it's showing them is you prioritize slowing down too and taking care of yourself and spending that time with them. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And it's interesting because something that I've started doing since we went to our conference, I was like on the plane writing out things. Right. And so now in the morning, like five to six 30, that's Jada's time. Like get up, get your, like, if you want to work out, work out. If you want to go get with Jesus, go get with Jesus. Like whatever you're doing, set the tone for the day. And then six 30, I'm getting them up to get them ready for school and breakfast and all the things. And now I put my do not disturb on. So me getting them up and getting us to school, it's like our time to like play music and exactly just be right. Because 
they will remember that, right? Or they're going to really remember well. that. Really Getting up earlier so that you have that time for yourself is so important. I'm telling you, when somebody messes with my morning time, I get mad. <laughs> You ain't gonna get no time the rest of the day, most likely, right? It used to be that I would wake up really. I work. I used to wake up at like five a.m. And when my husband got up during my morning time early, because he was a late sleeper, I'd be like, "Why is he up?" And I'm so annoyed. (laughs) My Jesus! He'd walk into the office. I'd be like, (laughs) "It is not your time yet, right?" But it's so important. And the thing is, like. So I have a friend in in terms of working out, she's like, I just can't get up and work out in the morning. So we're just tossing out ideas. Like I'm saying what works for me. Do I necessarily want to get up in the mornings? Maybe not, but I know that the rest of the day is going to be nonstop. So where do you find that time for yourself? And maybe that's at the end of the night, right? But me, I'm I'm passing out, going to sleep as I'm putting them to sleep, which we talked about that too. We're going to work on that, right? But Find what works for you, even if it's like, like you said, the small increments during the day, right. like take five minutes here, take 15 minutes. Like you may not smoke, but take your 15 minute smoke break exactly. and reset yourself. Exactly. So finding what works for you too, I want to say about that is there's a couple of things. Mm-hmm. So do a time audit. Do you have 30 minutes? Because like like you mentioned, your workout's 30 minutes. 30 to 45 minutes is plenty. An hour, hour and a half, unnecessary. You know, you, your body is not even responding any extra to that extra time unless your nutrition is dialed in. That's a whole different subject. Um, so what I because I work from home, what I used to do is I would unplug my laptop. And when she started to die, that meant, all right, it's time for her to recharge and time to me, for me to recharge. So okay. let me get my 30-minute workout in, Right. So if it's if there's 30 minutes in the middle of your day, plan your day around that. Put you on your calendar. If you use yes. a Google calendar, find 30 minutes three days a week. Yes. And if you've never tried to get up earlier to work out, well, I'm gonna tell you, until you've tried it and you know you don't like it, you never know how much you'll like it. I loved my early AM workouts when I started doing that because I would have energy all day. It was my quiet time because the kids were still asleep and I could do me the rest of the day. Yep. Yes. Until you tried it, don't say you can't do it. (laughs) That is so true. true. And there's times where I have been up early to work out and I'll work out inside the house because like either I know my husband is not going to be paying attention to these kids or so, or maybe it's a little bit later. I got a later start. So it was something I could still do in the house. And I would be in the middle of the workout, Phyllis. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad I'm doing this now. Cause right. I don't want to do this later. Yeah. Or I've had my girl twin wake up and she over there working out with mama. You know what I'm saying? So. Okay. I look at how the message you're sending her to take care of yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things I was going to say. When my youngest daughter was a baby, we had a jogging stroller. And we lived in a subdivision that I could take the twins with me because they were four. And I'd be like, all right, we're going on this side of the subdivision where there ain't no cars and we're going to be jogging. So if you come in with mommy, know you're going to be jogging. They, they got all kinds of energy. They're four years old. So we all out there together. So you can, you can actually make it a family thing. It doesn't have to be, oh, I can't do it where the kids are around. Sometimes they're having so much fun just being with you. When I used to teach fitness classes online, one of my clients, all of her kids would be in the room with her doing the workout. And I used to die laughing, but I loved it. And she was like, this is the only way I can do it. Show up the way you got to show up. Show, but show up. 
and do it for you. Yeah. Because when you do it for you, it's going to trickle down to everybody and everything else anyway. Trust me. And they do that workout. They're going to fall asleep early. (laughs) That part, look, I probably need to bring them home at night and get them out there in that yard. Like, it's so funny. I was like, I'm not really an outdoors kind of girl. I played soccer, but you know, playing soccer, I'm not thinking about the running and the being sweaty. I'm I'm playing, right? Right. But as a girl older, I'm like, I don't want to go outside. And when I tell you all my kids like to be outside, I'm like, all right, we about to get y'all good and tired. Come in, eat, take a bath. Eat and go pass out. So yes, that is right. and you be like, oh my god, they're down. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> yes, there you go, busy mamas. It's okay, and you should incorporate them. We're not saying all the time, but we're saying don't allow that to be the reason that you're not right. Right, don't be the reason that you're not okay. Let me see what else I have on here. Let me ask you this because we're getting oh, we're almost at forty five minutes. It's such a good discussion. Let me ask you this. Um. What vitamins or supplements, especially something I guess that we could get over the counter, would you, you know, along with like quality meats and the quality foods and all I of that? We well, you don't have to do it all today. Right. <laughs> but what is a good over the counter? I don't know if it's a multivitamin or right. a supplement. Which, is there anything that you would suggest that we look into? Absolutely. First okay. of all, when it comes to supplements, they are not regulated. I can create a supplement and say, oh, it does this, this, and this, right? So third-party certified. Costco, unless it's third-party certified. Walmart, unless it's third-party certified, you're just making expensive pee. So don't, the bargain brands are bargain for a reason. Um, So look on the label. If they have third-party certification, they want to brag about that because they pay for it and people are looking for it. So three supplements all women should be taking is an omega-3 fish oil. So if you're in your 30s and you're starting to feel moodiness, those omega-3s are going to help with that, right? Mm. Um, The uh, a quality multivitamin, right? Third-party certified is going to hit all the points that you need. It's going to have all the B vitamins in it. It's going to have iron. It's going to have selenium and iodine for the thyroid function because you know that's the thing as we get older. Um, And often... It's undiagnosed, so had to throw that in there. And then a probiotic, right? If you're always gassy and bloated, something's going on with your gut microbiome. So a quality probiotic is crucial for you to look into. Do your research. I like Garden of Life. They make one for women, um, but it has all of the things that your gut needs. And there's gut-healthy foods you can eat too, right? Fermented foods, things like that. So those are the three things I would focus on now. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I know I have learned a lot. I know that there are some changes that I can definitely and will be implementing and checking in with you to let you know how that's working out for me. I hope that as y'all are listening, especially if you're still here, like Phyllis said, if you're still here. Right. Something stuck out to you and you're like, let me, let me listen. And you don't have to do everything today. Pick one or two things to work on. And that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all. And then just keep adding. And um, right. Phyllis is going to give us all of her points of contact to reach out to her. Um, she's clearly, you can hear and you can see if you're watching us, that she has a wealth of knowledge. It's something that she's not only you like reading a book and telling us, but stuff that she's right. lived. And um, I am just so excited. Thank you for Absolutely. you know being willing to be here and to share you know, not only with me, but with all of the listeners. And um, yeah, y'all, this is part of our self-love and our self 
care and it's not selfish. And, you know, a reason why, like my parents, like you said, you lost your husband and it, it changes you, right? Like you start looking at things a little differently. And like, for me, I lost my parents 33 days apart, um, back in 2021 and just watching them with the, the rapid decline of how it all happened, which they had underlying conditions and then they got COVID. And so that just, just yeah. help to speed it along, right? But watching that and seeing that, it made me say, you know what? I have to do better. Not only for me, or not only for my babies, I would say, but for me and like future Jada and that quality of life. So what are the things that you, me, everyone listening or watching, what are the things that we're doing now to put those deposits in for our future selves? Exactly. Exactly. And that would be my key takeaway for everyone. And um, I'm going to start doing that because I know one of these three and probably the girl twin going to try to put me in a home. So I'm going to need to be. <laughs> I got one of those. She was like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to put you in a home. I said, as long as it's nice and by the water, I don't care. <laughs> but for the longest, I'm going to try to make sure this mind is right. This body is right. My spirit is right. My exactly. soul is right. Okay. Exactly. And for a full list of foods and supplements that you should be incorporating, that you can take a step at a time, I walk you through one or two things in each chapter to take away to help you hack your hormones, hack your energy, hack your sleep, and live your best life and age for longevity in my book, Hack Your Hormones for Weight Loss, available on Amazon and Amazon Kindle. So, yeah. There you go. <laughs> get it. Because again, this is an investment into you. And we'll make sure y'all have those titles because my girl Phyllis, we talking kind of fast. So we're going to get all of that. It's all good. I just want to make sure that they get it and they have it because even though we're laughing and we're having a good time, this is serious. Yeah. And the time is now to go ahead and make those investments and those deposits. And so now that we have, and look, and now that you know better, you should do better. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. All right, ma'am. Well, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. I had a great time. If the time flew by. It, it flies. It flies. And for all of you, again, watching, listening, I appreciate you. I'm going to say it all the time. I'm so grateful that you're here um, allowing me the space to come and to share what's on my, my mind, my heart, and to pour into you. So till next time, um, stay blessed and start getting after one or two things to invest in yourself. All right, y'all. Ciao. <laughs>Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of The Being Podcast. It is certainly an honor to share the space and time with you. So please feel free to share it and leave a review. To ensure you catch every new episode, make sure to subscribe to the show. And for more content, you can check out my website. It's www.jadahartfield, that's H-A-R-T-F-I-E-L-D, or on IG at Jada Hartfield Consulting. Thanks again for listening and until next week, stay blessed.